Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. We are featuring October 9th, 1980, from the famed Warfield Theater in San Francisco, California. I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-host, Knob and Fig. Let's go ahead and give them an acoustic hello, friends. I don't know how to oh, do I, that. You told me about this bit in advance. I would have grabbed that. That was car. awesome. I'm so I'm so <laughs> needy. I would have absolutely done it with little prompting. <laughs> now, what do you like a you, like a little ditty or something, or like it would just be? I don't think it would what, be a full song. I'd probably just like strum a chord and say good evening. Um, anything else feels even a little too desperate for attention, even for me, and that's. The high bar. You know, we could do like that uh, Three Stooges thing. We're like, hello. 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 <laughs> this is really working. This is what we need to do for every podcast. Let's go Talk ahead about what we should do on air. <laughs> Let's go ahead and rescue this podcast by diving <laughs> on into the Channel 6 News segment where we only have one bullet point for this week, and it is Knob did the thing. It's and what true. is that thing, you may ask? That thing was a J-Rad concert. Knob, give us the Joe Russo Almost Dead review. Gladly. It <laughs> was really good. Um, right. You know, long longtime listeners will know that I'm a, a big J-Rad nut. Um, but I just thought they were really on. Um, there was a really fun and playful energy throughout the night. Uh, the choice of songs was great. I caught a box of rain, which is probably my favorite dead song. Um, really? Uh, Rippin. Oh yeah. Oh, if we not talk about that, this, about I you? love box of rain. Oh my god. Oh, it's some of Robert Hunter's greatest lyrics. Mm. It's it's you know. Terrapin's also up there. The Weather Report Suite, uh, Cassidy, but Box of Rain is is pretty much tops. Awesome. Um, yeah, there was a really nice Viola Lee Blues in set two. Uh, they kept playing with China Cat Sunflower, but never actually playing China Cat Sunflower, which was cool. Uh, a really nice Help on the Way, which which made me feel All right. and and wishing that the two of you had also taken a a bus down to DC with me. <laughs> Did I they just I play Philly? Yeah. So they announced the DC show like two months before the Philly show. And they didn't announce anything else on like near me. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go jump on this on this DC show. And then they yeah. announced that they're doing Bethlehem and and Philly. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with these DC tickets and I was already going to see a friend of mine and I was like, whatever. I'm gonna go see him at the anthem. It was a good nice. time. I, I enjoyed myself. Um, good venue? Yeah. yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, the sound was really great. We were even awesome. pretty far back. And for the most part, I still felt like I could see most of the things that I wanted to see on the stage. Um, yeah, I had a very good time. If, uh, if you ever have the chance to see J-Rad at the Anthem, I recommend it. Awesome. 
So you took a bus from Philly to DC. <laughs> no. New York to DC. Worse. <laughs> New York to DC. New York That's to DC. Hike. It was about lot? six hours, but Ooh. that at one point the bus stopped at a rest stop because the bus driver couldn't keep driving. We had to get a new bus driver. So there were a couple moments like that. Um, the bu- the ride back was only about four and a half, five hours. Um, still not ideal. I'm taking the train next time. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> or, I, I, I do care how much it costs, but it's worth it. I am I am not built for public transportation. So. <laughs> I love more, trains. More power to you. I like trains. I'm a, I like trains. I'm not a huge bus person. Buses are just the cheapest option. Uh, uh, here's a here's a fun fact about me. Uh, I hate trains. Uh, really? I hate trains. This, I is, think we why, show this title. is why we have the podcast. <laughs> so uh, I so, hate trains uh, podcast. I. Uh, we're, we're, this is going to be a very quick, a quick segment. Then we're going to go right into the show. This is all I, I, I got. <laughs> I got in trouble. I, I got in trouble with the law once in my life. Oh, and, the law uh, one. Hell right. yeah! Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I woke up uh, under the influ- heavily under the influence of alcohol, uh, inside of my automobile. Don't know how I got there or how I got up behind the driver's seat of my car. Mm. Crazy how that happened. Um, I and I woke up on train tracks. Oh, jeez. And I was and I was like, what happened? And uh, what? And uh, instead of uh, calling for help, I just let my car there. <gasps> and then the train came. <laughs> the train what? Smashed, and the train smashed my car. Yes. Um. So Whoa. fun fact. Uh, fun fact, Norfolk Southern will not sue you uh, if you drunkenly leave your Mazda 3 uh, on train tracks in central Pennsylvania on uh, Valentine's Day night uh, many, many, many moons ago. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to talk about the show. <laughs> I want to talk about this for another hour and a half. I don't. This is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, We've it, all done stupid things, but game. That was, wow. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. That was a good DUI. Um, so no one, no one hurt. No one hurt. Okay. <laughs> no one hurt. But uh, except for that poor Mazda three. Whenever I see a Norfolk Southern, I'll be. I'll say to my wife, "That's the one." Um. So uh, does that mean you hate Big Railroad Blues? Oh no, I still love that. Why are you does talking about Grateful Dead hate... on this Grateful Dead podcast? Because <laughs> he does he hate Monkey and the Engineer? <laughs> oh, I love Monkey and the. How about Engineer. Casey Jones? I, do you, yeah, do you hate it? All the Grateful Dead is nothing but songs about trains. So it's been, it's, it's do been you, a hard, hard. Do you or do you not wish that you were a headlight on a northbound train? I was. Or I saw one you coming have, at me. You could have been. You absolutely could have been. So if if I would have <laughs> not woken up, I would have been that headlight on a northbound train. Oh my train. God. That's for sure. <laughs> Instead, instead, uh, I watched the train push my car, and then roughly two minutes later, I was in handcuffs. <laughs> wow, that was uh, that was quite the evening. But moving on to this week's show of October wait, 9th, hold on, but you love tons of steel so much. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, it's what. I, it's it's a very it's a very 
I, I should I should say I hate only specific trains. <laughs> okay, you're you're picky about your trains. You've got beef well, with some, but not across the board. I was that under the influence of alcohol where I literally couldn't even tell you where the accident happened. Wow! Like I I know the town, but I couldn't be like, oh yeah, it all was you. Here. All you know is that 900,000 tons of steel crushed your Mazda 3. You'd be surprised how well a Mazda 3 stood up to that train. It was my opinion I could have been fixed. (laughs) But once again, moving on to this week's main event of... I don't think we've introduced the main event. (laughs) Of October 9th. All right. 1980, the Warfield Theater in San Francisco, California. Um, Folks, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this show was a part of the famed uh, Dead Set recordings. Is that correct? Dead Set and Reckoning. And Reckoning, yes. Um, This was a... Go ahead. It's both, right? Right, Nam? Yes. They recorded both live albums. Yeah. This is part of the run. I don't think there's a song on reckoning or dead set from this show specifically let me i don't think so either i mean that's something i always let listen me, out for I know there's not a these... reckoning which i looked up earlier but i didn't ah, look up okay. yeah i'm not on the archive may have yeah. said as such but that could be incorrect ah the greatest um, story ever told what? is the version on dead set oh cool really oh. okay that surprises me too. It's a good version. I would have picked the stranger. This this was a three set show, kicking off, of course, with an acoustic set, and the acoustic set was as follows: uh, opened up with Direwolf into Dark Hollow, been all around the world, Cassidy, China Doll, on the road again, Bird Song, the race is on. Oh, babe, it ain't no lie. And the acoustic set ended with a nice ripple sing-along. Fig, what were your thoughts on the acoustic set? Uh, I really like the acoustic set. Um, Dead Set and Reckoning, uh, as frequent listeners probably know, uh, has a very uh, warm place in my heart. Um, You know, Dead Set, I think, got me on the bus. And then Reckoning really i remember getting it from the library or maybe i bought it from the library or something like that they're having a sale or something and um and, and like yeah i just remember having reckoning on my cd player you know just for years i i think i taught myself how to sing with reckoning because the harmonies are so amazing and, and the singing is so good throughout so i have a very warm place in my heart for for both of these uh types of sets now i will say for podcast purposes three sets is a lot to listen to to uh to listen to to digest to create little hot takes that are hopefully fun for the listener to um to listen to so i will start with dire wolf a uh, pretty sparse arrangement from what uh we would usually hear uh there was a lot of tambourine bongos congo going on um and then uh, at the end uh, i guess um um billy uh gets back onto the kit because there's a full kit at the end uh, maybe the mix changed i don't know what was going on there but um it was an interesting uh dire wolf we get into dark hollow uh this was a pretty fast and jaunty version uh of the song which kind of uh interestingly juxtaposed with the sad song lyrics 
uh, it got into a more of a natural feeling towards the end. I really liked uh, Jerry's harmonies on this one with Bobby. And um, yeah, it's just great to hear those two guys sing. All around the world, I always like this ditty. It did not disappoint tonight, but really nothing to say about it. Cassidy was super well played. The fairing the well portion was especially good. Um, I I really like the build on the instrumental section. If you look at uh, you know archive.org, um, it has this kind of waveform um, where you can actually see like the sound essentially. And if you actually look at the the waveform on the instrumental section, it's a perfect build. It goes, you know, it starts off low and there's more sound, there's more sound, there's more sound. And then we, you know, hit into Flight of the Seabirds and it was perfect. Uh, I really love the interplay between Jerry and Brent um, at the end there. And, oh, and probably throughout the instrumental section. China Tall, um, or China Doll, this is an okay version. Um, the Brent harmonies, the high harmonies from Brent on Just a Little Nervous from the Fall are absolutely amazing. Just absolutely gorgeous. And this was the era where Brent was kind of just emulating Donna harmonies. And he did it so well. And I, I, I love what he was doing. It's just such a great blend of voices on this one. Uh, and we hear that on China Doll. We get to On the Road again. This is a fun little ditty. Nothing crazy. Uh, at the end, we get some interesting... Um, you know, talking, um, you know, uh, talking with the crowd. Uh, Mickey says, I'm not a drummer, I'm a percussionist. And they kind of went off off from there. And then we get into Bird Song, which was probably not the best song to play after uh, that kind of um, uh, stage banter. Because uh, it was a little loose, and Bird Song is not really a loose song. Um, it, the opening was a little loose, probably because of the loose banter. They make up for the nice groove in the jam. Uh, I really like Jerry's voice in this one. It was very high, clear, uh, high and clear. And I wrote almost, and then I can't, I don't know what I said. Um, high and clear. Um, I'll think about it. We get into The Race is On. I wrote that was good. Baby Date No Lie was a really slow and sweet version. Uh, we get that Jerry Golden voice again. Uh, and the, his voice almost has like an affect to it. It's like an old country or blues bluesgrass man. And it's just like an interesting, you know, element that Jerry could bring uh, every once in a while. And the acoustic set ends with Ripple, which was an awesome sing-along version of that song. So, Nob, if you're there, why don't you pick it up from there, buddy? Oh, go ahead. Sure. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this set. I do kind of find it hard to critique these acoustic yeah. set ones, just because they're all generally good. They're never, well, and they were trying to do something that's kind of different than what we do here on the podcast. Does that make sense? Agreed. It's yeah. not trying to be like the most high energy, perfect show because they know it's not like a show on its own. It's a, a little mm -hmm. extra set, and the vibe is very much we are the dead, and we're just hanging out. Come hang out with us. And in that, regard, I, I have a, I have a different take. I don't disagree, but my take is that they knew that they had to get an album in the can, and so they were. You know, like the arrangements were very well set and they were very well polished and practiced. And so listening to the acoustic sets, um, like you don't get that variation that I, that we like to talk about on the show. That That's where I was yes. going. Okay. Definitely. It's in that Europe 72 world. Even the, ah, the yeah, electric yeah. sets as well, where it's yeah. very much they know that the plan here is to record these shows for an album. And so they are leaning on a very specific set of material just kind of shuffled around. With a couple mm -hmm. of, of occasional bust-outs and mix-ups, you get that one acoustic Ico Ico, 
uh, a couple acoustic El Pasos, which are truth be told better on paper than in practice. I'm rambling now. Um, (laughs) When it comes to this show in particular, where there is no Ico Ico and no El Paso, and I had no reason to bring either of those up. um, (laughs) Yes, you did. Well, it's you. You can do it. I'm always going to find a reason to bring up El Paso. (laughs) So, yeah, Direwolf is a fun way to get things started. It's got that mellow campfire feel that really just introduces you to what the dead are trying to do with these acoustic sets. It really does feel like a a musical thesis statement. Uh, I think there is a reason that that's the song that kicks off Reckoning as well. Uh, This version is really tight, some strong harmonies, a nice Jerry solo. Uh, interesting you use the word sparse on Direwolf. I would agree with you there. To me, the one that felt especially sparse was Dark Hollow, um, <laughs> which I enjoyed. It had a, a mellower start, but it had a really good buildup of energy. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Been All Around This World was nice. It's not a song I'm huge on. It's not a song I'm anti, uh, but it, it was good. Um, to me, things really start to come alive with Cassidy. Uh, It's a zippy but nevertheless pleasant acoustic Cassidy. Uh, Brent and Bob's harmonies sound great. I think in general this style of Cassidy, this acoustic arrangement is my favorite. Um, Mm -hmm. I, uh, I really enjoy what Jerry adds on that last instrumental break. Like you say, there is a great build from the entire band, but Jerry is ripping. He has hit the ground running on this solo, and it is just a lot of fun. This Cassidy is probably my my highlight of set one. Nice. Uh, China Doll, I thought was sensitive and gorgeous. Jerry sounds great on both guitar and vocals. I love the ornamentation from Brent's harpsichord, uh, which at first I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a real harpsichord or like a synthesizer. And then I remembered the quality of synthesizers that they would play with in 1980. And I was like, no, that's a real harpsichord. Um, it China Doll, truth be told, stays a little in the same world, but that world is beautiful. Um, I know this isn't what it's called, but acoustic one more Saturday night sounds great. Um, on the road again is, oh. is very fun. It's it's the I kind never, of song that I never oh, put that together. That's really amazing. oh, it is so one more Saturday night to me. A, with the structure of the verses, the little riff being like that, the call and response vocals in the chorus. Oh, it's so... I know this song predates One More Saturday Night, uh, but... Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel that, yeah. They very much are of the same ilk. Um, That's my word of the day. Ilk. Uh, Yeah, this On the Road Again is the kind of song you want to nod your head side to side to. It's just fun. Uh, The ending's really tight. Um, I do. I am just a sucker for the acoustic arrangement of Birdsong. Um, it was my first favorite version of Birdsong and probably will always be. Uh, the harmonies sound really tight. The first jam is pleasant. It's got that, like, I'm trying to find a way to phrase this that doesn't make me sound like my brain is melted. But it's got that sense of the, like, movement of the, like, snake devouring itself approach to jamming but it's not Mm. intense like the snake is devouring itself but in like little nibbles anyway like a baby uh, ouroboros yeah yeah i guess 
Um, and then a real comfortable landing on the jam uh, in the same way that Cassidy has a great transition from the jam into the flight of the seabirds at the end. I thought that this bird song is a really nice transition back into the, the song. And then a fast and fun races on. Uh, it makes you want to dance like those peanuts kids. Yeah. Um, very lovely vibes on Oh Baby It Ain't No Lie. Uh, and then Ripple is a fun way to close. I like that Jerry opens with feel free to sing this song if you like. Uh, yeah. I also found it very interesting that Brent does the mandolin sounding part in the bridge. Uh, I would assume that would be, especially with acoustic guitars, Jerry or more realistically Bobby, but it was Brent doing like the. <laughs> Wait, Art. what was he doing again? <laughs> Don't make me do it, it again. It, did it, it didn't come through. No, no, I'm not doing it a second time. <laughs> you know the bit where it's the mandolin in the original recording? You know what I'm talking about. I, uh, I, you'll have to refresh my memory. No, no. <laughs> I know I don't. I know you know what I'm talking about. And now that I've finished my thoughts, I'm going to pass things over to your friend and mine, Game. I really enjoyed the acoustic set. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed Dark Hollow. I really enjoyed Direwolf, rather. Uh, Dark Hollow was good. Been around, around, been all around this world was good. I uh, really, really liked Cassidy. Uh, China Doll was good. On the Road Again was great. Uh, Bird Song was good. The Races On was great. Um, oh, Baby Ain't No Lie was good. And I thought Ripple was great. Um, spoiler alert, the acoustic set was um, by far my favorite set of this entire show. Um, but I don't think I've heard a bad Warfield acoustic set. Um, I've listened yeah. to a lot, a lot of these shows, and I always like the acoustic sets. So uh, it's just opinion... special what they were doing. I mean, you yeah. know, like just uh, to to be able to kind of pull back. So wait, was this their fifteenth anniversary thing? Like, yeah. it wasn't a big because fifteen's a weird year to be. It is weird. But, well, I think what they, they were was... celebrating was. I mean, I'm speculating. Was Brent? Right, like, because Brent joins the year prior, and, uh, you know, they can do all this stuff now, and 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 transition into like awesome, awesome acoustic stuff, and you know, the, the harmonies are still there, and I, I don't know, I don't know if they could do this with, uh, um, with the Godshaws. I don't know. I feel like they could. I feel like what held them back was general musical interest, but Keith was all about playing his acoustic piano. I wouldn't say that the Godshaws are what, what held them back from doing these kinds of sets in the past. Mm. Okay, well, I'm thinking out loud. Let's go with Atlanta. I'm fighting you here. That's no, okay. <laughs> Moving on to Electric Set 1, uh, kicked off with Feel Like a Stranger into Friend of the Devil, and we got Mama Tried, Mexicala Blues, Peggy O, Little Red Rooster, Brown Eyed Women, Tennessee Jed. Uh, and then set one ended with Music Never Stopped. Um, Nob, what were your thoughts on Electric Set One? I enjoyed, truth be told, my favorite parts of Electric Set One occur in the first half of electric set one. Mm. Um, 
and uh, truth be told, part of it is just, I loved this Feel Like a Stranger. This Feel Like a Stranger sets a really high bar that this set doesn't always reach. Um, it's very disco dead. It is certainly, yeah. certainly disco dead. Um, I'm, uh, I, I loved the keyboard noises that Brent was making. The yep. That kind of thing was great. Everybody was really supporting the groove. The drums are killing it. I love the tones that Jerry and Brent are playing with. I don't know the last time I've I've heard a, a stranger as funky and as dancey as this one. I kind of can't sing its praises enough. This stranger yeah. is one of my highlights of the night. The jam's an absolute blast. It's just great. Friend of the Devil is played <laughs> well. It's placed weird. It is too soon to throw this cold pail of water onto the set. Um, they're pulling it off. The harmonies are tight. I really enjoy the solo sections. Brent's keyboard solo and Jerry's solo sounds great. It's just, it's, I'm not a huge slow friend of the devil person. And especially towards the end of the solo section, you can hear the drummers fighting to keep the song working, interesting, active. Um, the last verses and chorus uh, have a really nice use of dynamics, but I, I'm I'm not I wasn't huge on Friend of the Devil. Mm -hmm. uh, Mama tried is good. Uh, the drummers add a really great groove. I love what Brent is adding, but I I and I I hate to say this, I really liked the Mexicali blues. I whenever okay. I find myself tapping my foot to Mexicali blues, I consider it a personal moral failing, um, and. <laughs> Tonight, I absolutely failed. I was having a blast with this Mexican Sometimes you gotta polka. Sometimes you gotta polka. It's, yeah, Jerry's solo was awesome. It's one of the, like, rippingest solos that you're gonna hear tonight. Uh, followed by a really strong Peggio. It's very pretty, yeah. very mellow at the top, but that's just giving it a, a place to grow. Jerry sounds great. This has the prettiest guitar solo of the night. Um, and I'm including all the acoustic stuff. Um, and take a shot because I'm saying the word, but excellent use of dynamics in this Peggio. Um, wasn't huge on the Little Red Rooster. It does not make the pamphlet. It kind of bored me outside of the Brent solo. I, in my notes, I wrote more like shittle Red Rooster. Am I right? Um, and I, I stand by that. Um, and then we get to Brown-Eyed Women. It is solid. It is Disco did Dead back again. I didn't love it as much as I wanted to, but it works. Um, and then we get to Looks Like Rain, which is honestly very solid, very patient. Mm -hmm. uh, it allows itself to be quiet for pretty much the whole sung part until it explodes with energy and emotion in the Jerry solo. It's it's not a highlight or anything, but I'm I'm someone who does occasionally roll their eyes when Looks Like Rain starts. And I was very pleasantly surprised here. A really solid groove in the second half. Great use of dynamics. Just really good. And then they played Tennessee Judd. And it... Why would you play Tennessee Judd this slow? <laughs> when I do like they Tennessee They do this Jed, sometimes. They, they... I know, and I'm yeah. never happy about it. Why would you slow this song down? This song lives and dies with the energy you put into it. And when you take that energy away, it is intolerable. I, I know I'm just a Tennessee <laughs> Jed hater, but if you're gonna do Tennessee Jed, do it right. 
do not do this. Um, I, it just really did not do anything for me. It was, yeah, I, I was not huge on this Tennessee. Also just in general, my one gripe with tonight is that there were probably a few too many slow songs. There's a lot of songs. um, Like this. There are a lot of songs. It's, it is, there are 30 songs in this show, but they do a lot of ballads and a lot of mid tempos that they have slowed down. And it's just not always, uh, the show doesn't make my book of the dead. It's, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but there's a little too many that the energy lulls a few too many times to really overall amaze me. Now, that being said, music never stopped is awesome. (laughs) Um, Drummers come in tight with a really nice disco groove, more excellent keyboard tones, kind of squeaky Bob vocals. You could definitely hear them realizing, okay, we are in for a long night. Um, Mm. The jam goes on a great journey, especially that second jam goes from a nice, like dreamy, spacey to like evil to groovy. It does what you want a a music never stop to do. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, and somewhere in there are a set of coherent thoughts. Uh, what do you think, Fig? Um, I have some coherent thoughts. Uh, probably not as much as you, but in 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 a lot of ways, I do agree. <clears throat> uh, looks like feel looks like a stranger. Feels like a stranger. <laughs> I guess if you saw looks them, like a stranger, you would know. Feels like if a stranger. Yeah, here comes yeah. a stranger. Here comes here comes stranger. Um, two souls in communion. Uh, we get back to electric. Um, Stranger really has a CD vibe, um, and sometimes Stranger has yeah. doesn't have that vibe. But this this one definitely had a CD vibe for the song. It really came through tonight. Uh, and yeah, I agree with you. Um, King Brent's scroll scroll wheel work uh, up and down the keys was just so cool to listen to. I just love hearing what he can do um, just with the synth work with that scroll wheel. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, we get into Friend of the Devil, and uh, I really do like slow Friend of the Devil. That's probably my preferred version, just because I, you know, Dead Set got me on the bus, and there's that just absolutely fantastic version of Friend of the Devil on Dead Set. But this ain't it. Uh, this is a slow, and it's slow and laid back, which isn't really great for the song, and it didn't really kind of, uh, uh, it wasn't as effervescent as the Friend of the Devil that we get on Dead Set. Um, so this one was just okay. Same thing. Same thing. Mama tried. Same thing with Mexicali. I wasn't really digging it. I know Nob was, but that's that's great. Uh, I do agree with, with Nob on Peggy O having an amazingly sweet guitar solo. I wrote that as one of my faves from from Joe Garcia. Um, that might be actually one of my favorites of all time from Joe Garcia. I cannot put into words why, but that's what I wrote down, and I and that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. We get into uh, what is it? Little. It's Little Red Rooster, and I, I remember getting up to take a little break from work, and the song was over when I came back, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to go back and listen to it just to try to rag on Bobby Solo. <laughs> so I didn't really listen to it. Um, we get into Brown Eyed Women, which is a great boppy version of the tune. Uh, Jerry's first solo was killer. I think Nob mentioned that. We get Looks Like Rain. This was an okay to good version of that. And then Jed, yeah, I agree completely. This was a loping kind of version, just way too slow for my taste. Jed is one that I'm, you know, I'm not too thrilled about when I hear it. Sometimes they are really good. I get why it can be good, but slow. It's just it it doesn't work for me. Uh, the set ends with the music never stopped, 
And um, I really like the instrumental portion of the song. Uh, King Brent's keys were plunky, and I'm not usually a big fan of his plunky sound. Uh, but I really like what he was adding to the swirl of instruments uh, as everything was you know, building up towards that crescendo. Um, Jerry's vibrato playing at the end uh, to force that crescendo was actually really cool to hear. The song then purposefully runs out of steam and the set ends. And we get into set two. But before we do that, I'll kick it over to Game for his thoughts on set one. Uh, set one was good. Uh, not as good as the acoustic set. Uh, Feel Like a Stranger was good. Uh, Friend of the Devil was good. Uh, I enjoyed Mama Tried. Uh, Mexicali was okay. Uh, I thought Peggy O was excellent. Um, yeah, there's really something enjoyed... special that night. Yeah, I really enjoyed Peggy O. Uh, Little Red Rooster was kind of just there for me. Uh, Brown Eyed Women was good. Um, Tennessee Jed was like drinking molasses, and <laughs> music never and and music never stopped. Don't some people it's... like drinking molasses? I don't know if they like drinking it. They like mm. slathering it on breakfast. Uh, okay. Carbohydrates. I think I could but get into this Tennessee Jet if I was slathering it on breakfast instead of listening to it. Yeah. So molasses. Uh, What's for dinner? Dr- drinking molasses. It's like you probably choke to death. <laughs> so <laughs> get it down. Uh, I'd take yeah, that uh, deal. Uh, I I thought set one was good. Um, again, not as good as the acoustic set, but still pretty good. Um. Set two of the electric set uh, gave us Alabama Getaway into Great Story Ever Told, into High Time, Lost Sailor, uh, Saint of Circumstance, Terrapin Station, Drums and Space, uh, Not Fade Away, Wharf Rat, Sugar Mags, and Casey Jones. Um, Since we have a rare third set, I'll go ahead and kick off this review. Um, It was... unremarkable um i didn't not like anything in set two um but nothing really drove me crazy in set two Uh, everything was just kind of okay Uh, alabama getaway okay every story ever told was okay uh high time was okay uh i'm not the biggest fan of lost sailor same circumstance anyway um i did like terrific station uh of course you know i skipped drums in space um, not fade away. Okay. Uh, Wharf Rat, I enjoyed. Uh, maybe a little bit more than normal. Um, Sugar Max was okay, and even Casey Jones, I just thought was okay. Um, set two was the epitome of just okay. Um, and in my opinion, boys were worn out. Um, mm. Fig, what were your thoughts on Electric Set Two? Um, I liked it probably a little bit better than you, um, but I think I was worn out. My ears were worn out at this point. Uh, it's mm. a lot of music tonight, folks. Uh, but we get into Alabama Getaway, which was just kind of like an okay version until King Brent gives us um, the work on the uh, the synth wheel, the pitch wheel, the pitch modulator. I kept calling it the scroll wheel um, in my initial set one discussion. Uh, I think it's called a pitch modulator. Um, you know, it's just the the part of the synth that kind of... You got to listen to Brent do it. It's so cool. Uh, But uh, high praises for Brent's work uh, with the pitch modulator there. Uh, We get into Greatest Story Ever Told. I really like this one. This was excellent uh, to my ears. Uh, Really good vibe. Bobby sounds great. Jerry was doing a lot of fun licks, kind of just, you know, 
supporting Bobby throughout. Really loved King's harmonies and uh, a fun groove with the bass and drummers throughout. Uh, high time, I, I did not have anything for. Sailor Saint was pretty good. Nothing really about that. Terrapin was interesting. Jerry was low in the mix. Uh, the instrumental section got very quiet to the point where you could probably hear a pin drop uh, and then got very big uh, at the end. I really liked what Phil was doing on the high end of, of the neck. And, you know, when you when you play bass and you get up to that higher register, you get some interesting tones. And I just was liking uh, what Phil was doing there. Um, Drums in Space, I really liked it. I had varied instrumentation. I know Nob has a hot take on this one, so I'll let Nob talk about drums in space but i really did like this one if you are a drum space uh if you're shy uh drum space shy you know definitely give this one a listen <laughs> uh, yeah like some uh co-hosts perhaps uh this one was a good one not fade away uh i liked wharf rat i loved it was you know it was good but i really loved jerry's ending solo uh, it started off big with some good sustain, and then he pulled it back uh, with the transition to Sugar Magnolia. I wrote this one just rocks. I love the Sunshine Daydream section. Play it loud. Casey Jones was a good way to end um, the set. Uh, was there an encore or not? Am I, am I blanking? Oh, the encore was to Casey Jones. Yeah, so unless you hate trains, that was a good way to end uh, <laughs> the show. So go ahead, Nob. Take Take us home. Yeah, I think I probably liked Electric Set 2 the most out of all of us. I definitely agree for the first few songs that the band does sound bent. Um, Alabama Getaway is fine. Jerry's vocals are a little scratchy. The energy isn't nothing, but it's not like the rip-roar you kind of want from this song. Uh, solid transition into Greatest Story. Uh, again, just a solid rendition of the song, and I mean that positively and negatively. Like, it just, it works. It doesn't kill, but it works. Um, hmm. Yeah, Jerry delivers some nice emotional vocals on High Time. It's a very fragile rendition, which I appreciate. Um, and then, to me, they get a second wind during Sailor Saint. Um, uh, they continue that sensitivity and fragility from High Time going into Lost Sailor which again has an excellent use of dynamics, a uh, great delivery from Bob. It just, it takes you on the journey you want in this song. Then we get the pump up of the energy into Saint of Circumstance, which to me really is when they start to feel back, uh, especially uh, on the build in the bridge. And then I love the, the dissonant and rising tension in that Saint of Circumstance jam. They really let it build so that after the tension is over, we get a huge sense of release. Then we get to Terrapin. Uh, I think, honestly, Terrapin might be my favorite place for Sailor Saint to land. Mm. Uh, it's, I don't know, I've heard a few Sailor Saint Terrapins, and it's just always a fun. I don't know. I enjoy that it's another song that takes us on a journey like Sailor Saint does. Um, a dreamy lady with a fan section, uh, which carries into the Terrapin. It's definitely not the, the liveliest Terrapin I've ever heard, but it gets a well-needed shot in the arm in the later half, uh, especially by the call-and-response vocals. Uh, 
Phil is is having a lot of fun. Like Fig said, has some really great stuff. Honestly, oddly, the best part of this Terrapin is the jam at the end. Uh, it all works, but nothing works as well as the jam, which is really great. Um, and then we get to drum space. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, truth be told, it is pr- it, it's my favorite drum space that I've heard in the two years wow. that we've done this podcast. We've had wow. good ones, you know. It's not the only good one, but it is the best one. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's some nice intense drums, a lot of heavy sixteenth and and thirty second notes. It almost felt like boss battle music. Uh, and then you yeah. stack in Mickey's talking drum. Yeah. Anytime I found my attention, like, briefly wavering, they would do something to draw me back in. Uh, And then partway through, you beat the boss, and it gets kind of quiet and ambient, very chimey. It's very contemplative. Uh, And then when space starts, Phil and and Jerry and everybody, they stay in a very drummy world. Phil is trying to get either percussive or spacey sounds out of his bass, same with Jerry on the guitar, even Brent on the keys. It's very cool to hear. It very much feels like space is building on the frameworks of drums rather than them just being two pieces of improv that happen to be next to each other, as they sometimes Mm. can feel. Um, I don't know. I really, I, I have not enjoyed a drum space as much as this one. This is a gold standard for me. Um, and then it's a fine, not fatal way. It's a little more mellow than I'd want, but there's some moments of, of high energy in the jam. Really solid Jerry, Phil, and Brent interplay. Um, and then we get to Warfrat, and I know I've been griping with the slow ones, but Warfrat is different because it's good, and I like it. Um, mm. Jerry gives one of his most sensitive vocal deliveries of the night. It's incredibly patient and then big and bombastic when it needs to be. It doesn't do anything you haven't heard before, but it does everything Warfret does well. Um, And then Sugar Magnolia is awesome. This is honestly an all-timer Sugar Mag for me. Again, it makes you get why those Peanuts kids dance like that. Uh, It gets better and better as it goes on. There's just this constant sense of joy, which is so true to Sugar Magnolia and really comes through in this performance. And then longtime listeners of the pod will know how much of a sucker I am for clean hits at the top of Sunshine Daydream. And good God, I was smiling like a kid on Christmas morning. They take such a ballsy long pause before going back into it. And that often leads to misplaced confidence. But this was entirely properly placed. They nail those hits coming back into it. Sunshine Energy is a wonderful explosion of of energy. I really, really enjoyed the Sugar Mag. Um, So yeah, I thought set three had probably the weakest start of the three sets. Uh, But to me, once it gets going, it is really fun, really hot, really strong. Casey Jones? Jones was fine. It's fun. Okay. Right. Um, I I'm not gonna like cry about how much I love it like I did the sugar mag, but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think Aww. that was um that was the more heartfelt sugar mags uh review than I've ever heard or ever expected to hear. 
Not that it was wrong. It was it was it was good. Does this show make either of your Book of the Dead? Uh, it does not for me. This is fake. No, but how about for you? Nob might be having some difficulties. Yeah. So that's going to be a no for Nob and a no for me as well. Oh, uh, if Nob's not here for the witch set, Nob, uh, ooh. ooh, Nob's not here. Okay, well, this will be interesting. <laughs> There's three sets that we could choose from. So I will kick off the set voting. Um, I'm kicking off with set one, the acoustic set. Acoustic, okay. Um, How about you, Fig? Set one, oh, man. set two, or set three? I mean, if I choose set two or three, it, nothing happens. <laughs> We're just stuck. Nobby there? Nob. Okay, well, I'm just going to go with the acoustic set, because it was good. Um, I probably would have picked set two. Uh, if it, for the electric, but I'm not gonna play that game right now. <laughs> All righty, Ele- electric set two, so set three, yes. So in that case, please stick around after this podcast for the acoustic set of October ninth, nineteen eighty. Fig, who was your show MVP? I'm going to go with King Brent because we haven't had a Brent show in a while. We've been stuck in the 90s, so it was great to meet up with that old friend. And I just love what he was doing with the pitch modulator wheel. So fun. So tasty. I love it. Every time. Uh, I'm going to go with Jerry. Um, okay. I feel like I'm copping out whenever I say Jerry, but I really <laughs> enjoyed his vocals. Default. Yeah, he was um, really good. Well, I mean, it is often the right answer when he oh, is on. back. No, I am back. back. <laughs> Uh, okay. That was sweet. So, you didn't announce yourself. You just, like, you, like you'd always been here. We, back to back questions for you. Which set would you prefer and who was your show MVP? Say, I would honestly probably pick the, the second electric set. Um, I snuck in just as y'all were saying it was the acoustic set. So I'll live, but uh, I would definitely vote for set three. Well, um, so man. now, Fig, would you like to change? Would I your would book? I change it? I don't know. Like, probably not. But you know, Peggy O had one of my favorite Jay Garcia solos of all time on that first electric set. I'm I'll I'll keep with the acoustic set. We we haven't done an acoustic set in a very long time, so we'll do something different for our listeners. All right, and then show MVP for now. Oh man, Nob's having troubles. <laughs> I am having a rough night. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, buddy. Just is put it, it in the uh, chat. We can hear is you. Is this? Can you hear me? Okay, I know it's yeah. going to be noticeably worse. Edit this part out. Go back to just asking me all the questions from the jump. Surprisingly, it sounds pretty clean. It sounds pretty good. You sound like you've huh. ingested whatever the opposite of helium is, but okay, I can live with. Hold on. Now you can't hear me. I can hear you. Jesus. Okay. Now I can't hear you. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Rough one. Okay. All right. Just take it from asking me uh, who my MVP is. And then, Nob, who would be your show MVP? I would... I, I had three that I was kind of having trouble choosing between, and you both have said two of them. So I'll, I'll give it to my third and, and yeah. say that Kreutzmann was, was my okay. MVP. I was constantly impressed in both the electric and acoustic sets uh, about the energy that, that Kreutzmann and, and Hart were, were bringing to this show. All right. For Reddit comments this week, we have none. Uh, kind of surprising, truthfully, in my opinion. I thought this was a, a fairly stellar show uh, through and yeah. through. So for there to be no Reddit comments are quite interesting. But moving on to that next happens. week. Next week, we are featuring February 21st, 1993, a Sunday show uh, that is lots of firsts. Uh, next week, we get to experience the very first lazy river road the very first eternity and the very first liberty so uh mm. lots of um lots of uh, yeah, your favorite firsts. 90s dead song yeah. followed by my favorite 90s dead uh, song it's uh it's gonna be a 90s riffic show yeah we're back to the 90s the sorry fellas <laughs> that's, that's for sure uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up and do our bookkeeping for the evening. As always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your podcast uh, loving friends and family. As always, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that loosely rhymes with chicken pot potify. So if you happen to use a service that rhymes with chicken pot pieify, you will not you will not find us on that one. However, you will find us on the majority of major podcast platforms. As always, you can uh, email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. Or I got my plugs reversed. If you want to reach out to us, well, if you want to, if you access your podcast the old-fashioned way, you may do so at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. If you would like to communicate with us via email, please do so at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. Of course, you can communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead and we are on youtube at youtube.com slash at help on the way pod any final words from knob or fig so say acoustic goodbye to all of our listeners <laughs> bling acoustic goodbye and thank you once again for listening to the help on the way podcast in the timbers of the net the wolves are running around the winner was
was so hot and cold, froze ten feet beneath the ground. Don't murder me, I beg of you. Don't murder me, please don't murder me. I sat down to my supper, was a bottle of red whiskey. I said my prayers. That's the last they saw me. Don't murder me. I beg of you, don't murder me. Please don't murder me. When I awoke to die, awoke. Six hundred pounds of sin was grinning at my window. All I said was, come on in. Don't murder me. I beg of you, don't murder me. Please don't murder me. Both came in and I got my cards. We sat down for a game. Cut my deck to the queen of space, but the cards were all the same. Don't murder me. You don't murder me Please don't murder me
the beautiful songs are calling Where the sun don't ever shine Then to be home alone Knowing that you're gone Would cause me to lose my mind So blow your wheels of freight train Take me far on
I'm not a drummer, I'm a percussionist. He's right, he's not even a drummer. He wishes he could be a drummer.
good bet for another day. The race is on and it looks like heartache. And the winner loses all.
sunshine And my tunes were played On the heart of the strong Would you hear my voice Come to the music Would you hold Thank you.